0: All
1: right, so let's go. Happy holidays. Hello, and welcome to the holiday edition of Clue Done It. Welcome, everybody. I'm Jacob. I'm Jessica. And we're here for a special holiday edition, and we have a couple special guests for us today. On my left, you're wherever you are listening to this. We're not doing this in stereo. So, right down the center of your brain, we have my sister, Monica Marie hello and sitting across from me we have the one the only the original logic cop herself lucy coakley my mom say hi hi (laughs) there you go (laughs) this is a woman i'm not lying i'm not exaggerating this is a woman who literally has found the 24-hour perry mason channel and will turn it on and watch perry mason 24 hours so there you go so she's going to be for good for guessing and jessica tell
0: us what we're guessing on this week this week we are watching murder she baked there are six of five five of them This one we are watching is called Murder, She Baked, A Plum Pudding Mystery.
1: Because it's the holiday special, people. It's the holiday special, so we're going to get festive. I hope you're wearing your Santa Claus hats. But uh, before we get too far deep into that, Lucy, or Mom, I'm just going to call you Mom because Lucy is just way too weird. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Do you want to tell us about the book series what this is all based on?
2: I believe there are over 20 books in the series, and it's all about Hannah Swenson and her life in Minnesota. As a cookie baker.
1: Okay. Well, and she's always
2: finding her. dead bodies.
1: In <laughs> her cookies?
2: No. <laughs>
1: no. She's finding, and then she's of course working. She works with the police. She of course. works she's with not, the police, and she's not a private investigator. She doesn't take on cases. family
2: and friends to find
0: out who did what when. Okay. Yeah. And what are some of your favorite ones? Because each of them is named after a different dessert, right?
2: Yes, but I can't remember. I've read so many of them.
0: <laughs> well, didn't you just finish reading Pe- the peach? The peach cobbler,
2: but
3: that's that's the one of them
2: that they made into the TV series.
3: Okay, so good thing we're not watching that
1: one. Mm-hmm. You probably yes. still remember who did it in that one, and yes, what. So what so was fresh. what was kind of off-putting about that one, the, the look on your face. The tone was in your voice and the look was on your face. But So what, what was not the best about that one?
2: You could guess from the beginning what the the question was in Hannah's mind about why they started a pastry shop directly across the street from her pastry shop and why everybody was so excited about going to that pastry shop because she gave away so much for free. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so and, she's not married?
2: And. Uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> No, she's not. And the peach cobbler, spoiler alert, is frozen from the dairy case. Oh
1: <gasps>
2: that's her signature dish and it's a peach cobbler that's not her own. Okay. The
1: meaning not Hannah's, but the woman who whoever it was the that opened across up the street. The, yes. across the street. Okay. okay. So presumably then that peach cobbler shop does not make it through the book.
3: No.
2: Make it
1: closed by the end of it.
3: Yeah. Okay. Okay. So question. You bake a lot. Do the books include the recipes? Oh yeah, everything, every all the recipes. Have you ever tried baking one of the recipes? Oh yes. Okay. What? Which one have you tried?
2: Oh, different cookie recipes. Okay. But she's very good about the instructions because she'll say, "Well, if you don't have this, you can use this," and she explains how to roll things out or how to measure something, and she gives explicit directions on how to do it.
3: Do right? you remember one you really liked? No, it's been so many of
2: them. I think there's like 26 books. Yeah. Yeah, but a you lot.
1: haven't made all 26 desserts. Like, what, what have you? Made no, I haven't
2: one? made hardly any. And there's one cook—that's a cookbook.
1: Oh. Yeah.
0: Oh, and a cookbook as well. Mm-hmm. Okay. Putting them all together. Oh.
2: The theory behind the books is that Joan F- Joanne Fluke, who's the author, has inspired so many people to send her recipes that those recipes are included. In the mysteries, and then she'll say who submitted that recipe to her oh. and how that person made the recipe and if she's made any changes to it. Oh. That's how she can put so many recipes in the books. Okay, wow. that's
1: fantastic.
3: Have you so sent her a recipe?
1: No. All right, so today we're watching uh, Plum Pudding. Yes. Have you ever
3: made Plum Pudding?
1: Has anyone here ever made Plum Pudding? Mm, no. Does no. anybody here know what Plum Pudding is?
3: No.
0: No, me neither. It
2: should be a type of a cake that's moist and boiled in a tin that's specifically made for a, pu- a plum pudding.
0: And do you put plum in it or is it just a name?
2: It's usually raisins oh, okay. or currants and it's in a there's a special dish that you can make plum pudding with. Sometimes it has a lid that attaches. It's usually made out of tin or copper, and the lid attaches, and then you put it in a pan with boiling water and you basically steam it. Okay. More like Boston brown bread, if you've ever had that.
0: Or like a date nut bread that you bake in a coffee can. Okay. So there's a double fudge brownie mist murder, a blackberry pie murder. Is this any of this sounding familiar? Mm-hmm. Cinnamon roll murder, devil's food cake murder apple turnover gingerbread cookie murder No, i
1: would murder somebody for an apple gingerbread turnover cookie that sounds delicious do you want to hit us with the log line then
0: yes so a bakery cafe owner hannah is also an amateur sleuth solving mur- murders we
1: covered this great yeah. yes there we go so and far so good
0: type genre okay oh yeah hit us, with the, hit
1: us with the bingo card okay
0: yeah get out your bingo card they just call it a mystery but I'm going to oh, add come on. cozy to that. Yeah, you have to at least cozy and, add cozy yeah, to that.
1: Yeah. It's a cozy mystery. Cozy, mystery, baking, little bit of romance. Like, I would call it a little bit of romance. We were talking the other day, like, I was just like, how come, like, romance novels, like, in a murder novel, you're going to have lots of different suspects, right? And I was like, how come in a romance novel there aren't lots of different boyfriends? Like, which boyfriend is she going to end up with? Jessica was like, well, there's a whole thing, like, which guy is she going to, like, usually there's only two, though. Mm -hmm. It's not as if there's, like, here's a dinner party. Which of these dinner party guests are a murderer? That's completely acceptable, but, like, Here's a dinner party. Which of these dinner party people is she going to sleep with? Like, that is not acceptable. It that is, is on The that Bachelor. Is, that, that is. Oh, oh, that's fair. true. <laughs> yes, yes, you're right. If we're watching The Bachelor, that is acceptable. All right,
0: please continue with the log line. So this episode in particular, it says, At Christmas season, Hannah comes for a check for goods from her bakery cafe and finds Larry shot dead. Her detective friend tells her in vain to stay out of the investigation. The ex-wife isn't the only suspect.
1: So, do we know anything about Larry? Do we know who Larry is? Her friend Larry? Okay.
0: This aired in November of 2015, right before Thanksgiving, November 23rd. This is a made-for-Hallmark show. These are all on Hallmark, and so they premiered originally there. But we are watching them on Prime.
1: Okay, you can rent them on Prime. We're gonna go in. We'll be right back with a little bit of a little bit of some guesses.
0: Okay, so give us the summary, Jacob.
1: Here we go. Here we go in for a summary. So first off, oh, also by the way, Jessica, how long was that cold open? Well, it's not really cold open, it's a yeah, movie, so it was act one. Credits so like we had credits and everything like that. But beginning. like yeah.
0: but it was eighteen minutes until the first murder. Eighteen minutes and thirty-four seconds.
1: Eighteen minutes and thirty-four to seconds. I'm gonna try and be okay with that and not be like, we're well, supposed to see three minutes. Whatever. Eighteen minutes. Gonna have to be okay with that. Alright, here we go. So let me see if I can read my writing while we do this. Starts out, I just wanna point out, this is theoretically December eighteenth in a small town in Minnesota. Looks a little Canadian, and it definitely looks like the middle of summer when they film this. (laughs) Nobody is walking around with enough hats on. They're all talking about how people are getting the flu. I'm like, well, if you're walking around without a coat and a hat and a scarf in Minnesota in the middle of December, of course you're getting the flu. That's just how this goes. Anyways, starts out, you know, lots of little idyllic scenes of small-town Christmas. Um, There's a charity auction coming up. And Dr. Love is on the radio telling everybody there's only so many days till Christmas and you need to find that perfect love in your life. La, la, la. Hannah is busy in her shop. Mayor Bascom comes in. Mayor Bascom is looking for some cookies. His wife is sick and ill at home, so he needs some cookies for her. She has the flu. He also asks, pretty indelicately, I have to say, he also asks if Hannah is going to be auctioning herself off for the charity ball. And she says, well, wait a minute here. This is not, well, she doesn't say any of this. What she does say is she's not auctioning herself off. She's offering off a different dessert every month for a year. But, you know, this is about as spicy as Hallmark gets, I think. Are you auctioning yourself off? So it's just the misogyny is just kind of baked into <laughs> Hallmark, I think, is what happens there.
0: And she's pretty... Peeved she is pretty statement. peeved. Yes, she's, she's just like. like I, let's correct you. All yeah, now. he's <laughs> he's creeping.
3: Yeah, he's creepy. Like, he is creeping on it. Between that and his later comments about the auction and if he can bid on it, yeah, mm. he's yes. creeping. It's very yeah.
1: Oklahoma basket. Like, are we going to? Yes. Are we buying the yes. basket? or Are you buying the lady? Anyways, you're buying the basket, people. You're buying the basket. Let's be clear, consent is important. So she's making a lot of cookies for the tree lot, the crazy elf tree lot which is doing great gangbusters business. But she notices that Luann, who's in her coffee shop, uh, is a little frustrated. Luann can't get the books to balance for the crazy elf tree lot. She's having a hard time with it. So uh, Hannah suggests, you know what? Why don't you have a cranberry scone on the house? So let's talk for a second about the cranberry scone on the house. This is not the first cookie she's given away this episode. So the question is, we're just gonna take a break here for a second. we We're gonna go, but How many cookies do we think she's going to give away this episode? And uh, I, think, I think, Monica Marie, I think you set, the, you set the point at a baker's dozen at one point. Do we think yeah. that's too high or too low at this point?
3: Well, it's been 18 minutes and it's the movie. And we have seen her give away, well, cookies or beverages or both because she gave away well, Let's just talk cookies. From, okay. Let's just talk cookies. So just cookies. I'm going to say, let's do this thematically, a baker's dozen. The over-under is 13
0: cookie baked goods given away. Okay, we're not counting individual, right? Because yeah, thirteen she's...
1: actions, I guess. Yeah, or do or are we talking like individual cookies? I think because thir- if she's giving, if she's donating cookies to the hospital or wherever this charity is benefiting, like no, if she's I already think it over should be occurrences. So, occurrences. so How many times? Yeah. How many she's times. times? So we're gonna away. go for a baker's dozen of occurrences. I think on that's this. the
3: over under.
1: I'm gonna take the under on that.
3: Thirteen is a lot of occurrences. Yeah. No, I'm gonna go I'm gonna go right on the line. I'm gonna say she's I'm gonna no, I'm gonna go over. I'm gonna go over.
1: You're gonna go over, over thirteen. I'm more gonna, than thirteen more than okay, thirteen. Let's do let's do some simple math here. How long is it? Let's say this movie is ninety minutes long.
3: Oh
1: crap. Uh huh. This movie is ninety minutes long. Okay, and logic got... <laughs> Yeah. Hi.
3: Whoop whoop. Okay. In that case then the over-under is too high. The line's too high. Yeah, I would agree. So let's split so just it in want half. Do to do a
1: half dozen? Yeah, yeah let's half do a dozen? half dozen. I was thinking a half dozen. Okay. That seems much more reasonable. Because okay. she's already done it twice. So we only need four more occurrences throughout the rest of this.
3: All right. And she uses them to bribe everybody to like get in and see stuff. Yeah. So all right, the over-under is six. I'm still
0: going to be contrary and say over.
3: Well,
2: that's fair enough.
0: Do you have a bet, Lucy?
1: I'm thinking seven. Sam, so you're gonna take the over on that, all right?
0: What are you thinking, Jacob?
1: Uh, I'm thinking I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the under. Okay. I'm gonna take the under on the six there. Yeah, absolutely.
0: I'm taking the under as well. Okay. The battle lines have been Yeah. Down. Clearly,
1: good grief. And I, I'd say we've watched more of these than you, but this is not true. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, so the still, so she gives her the cranberry scone and she's still in the shop and the mom comes over. Mom is going to open an antique shop and is looking for this specific great location for it. Of course, as long as the mom is there, she is going to like press her to get with Norman, the dentist. Um, and Nancy comes in. We're like, who's Nancy? Nancy, it turns out, is Dr. Love. And so Nancy, Dr. Love and her mom give Hannah a hard time about having two bows and needing to choose one. Dr. Love does have a great DJ voice. I just want to say that right now. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So now that we've done with Dr. Love, Hannah and Andrea, her sister, have to go to the Crazy Elf crazy elf Christmas Tree lot to get a Christmas tree for the charity auction in the hospital. So they go there and Hannah has to deliver some cookies. Now, Hannah is billing the people for these cookies, which I thought was, you know, Hannah, that's a good step in the right direction. You're a budding business owner. You need to get that... Get those receipts coming in. So they go to the crazy elf shop. And as you walk into the crazy elf tree lot, this crazy elf pops out of the side of this building and does this creepy little laughy jingle about how he's crazy and his prices are crazy too. Keep in mind that happens every time somebody comes on. They've laid some pipe for it there. I don't know why the pipe is there, but it's going to become important. Um, but it
0: scares the crap out of you. Every it, single time it's like it. Yes. It
1: just comes out like... <laughs> You you wanted you were expecting it to be carrying an axe. Yes, you're yeah. just like yeah. watch your head. It's gonna it's gonna chop it, it off. It
3: is the horrible love child of a cuckoo clock and Elf on the Shelf. F- yeah. Yes,
1: absolutely. Anyways, while they're there, she goes and she talks to a woman who is looks like she's in charge of the business affairs of it. She's this blonde lady named Courtney Miller, and they make a big deal out of the fact that this is a cash and carry establishment. There's no credit cards. There's nothing of that. It's all cash. Courtney Miller's engaged to Larry. She calls Larry over to talk to Hannah. Larry
0: likes all of Mm. Hannah's cookies and asks her to make a plum pudding, also to sell at their, because their crazy elf tree lot, I mean, is this the way it is in other places? But their tree lot is very extensive. It has a diner, apparently, and it has this cookie shed where they sell all these baked goods, plus the trees. Is this a normal thing? I would say it's not abnormal. Okay. It's not typical,
2: but it's not atypical. It's like it becomes like a fair for yeah. you well, to go to. Yeah. If you're only going to have a business two months out of the year, you got to play it for all it's worth. So there are ple- places like Peterson's that has their own bakery, and then will sell cocoa and baked goods and Christmas trees and wreaths.
3: Oh.
1: Mm, okay. okay.
3: Yeah. I will say, also, one of the other things that they sell at their shed are these-
1: Speaking of getting as much money as you possibly can-
3: Yes. They are these little ornaments, which I think the mayor's wife makes-
1: Right. The mayor's wife makes these handmade ornaments that you sell them, and theoretically, the donation to all the money goes to the hospital.
3: Right. And when Hannah was selling them in her bakery to the, the
1: pick a little ladies lady, right? the
3: she said that they were $10 each and at the tree farm they were listed for $20 each. Right.
1: And Courtney Courtney the lady who runs the tree shop with Larry was a little like, "Oh no no, but all the money goes to the hospital." <laughs> Courtney gets upset when he orders more cookies though. She's looking a little like, "What's going on?" but he's but then he he kind of smooths it over with her by also ordering some plum pudding, which he knows is her favorite dessert. So she's like, okay, that's nice, but she's still a little nervous. He has to leave the meeting because there's a suspicious man in the background and he has to go take care of this suspicious man. So Hannah and Courtney work out the details, but Hannah's clocking all of this going on. Guess who she runs into, though. Go ahead, guess. You don't have to guess. You know who it was. I'm asking the listeners to guess. The people in this room know who it was. Mike shows up. It is Mike first, right? Mike shows yeah, up first. Mike, the detective. The, co- the detective shows up. So Mike is a detective on the police force who, in the pilot episode, had a kind of contentious relationship with Hannah. And it's like, "What are you doing? This is unsafe for you to be solving mysteries." But she still solved it before he did. So nanny, nanny, poo, poo, Mike.
0: And they kind of date.
1: They do. Well, they don't kind of date. They they officially date. Yes. This is the most G-rated. Like, so, Mom, tell us. Like in the books, how do they describe Mike and how do they describe Mike and Hannah's relationship?
2: Hannah likes Mike. He makes her tingle all over.
1: And shiver, <laughs> I think, is another and word. Yeah, it's, it's tingle and shiver. And I'm here to tell you... I, I, I don't know. Did any of you get shivers? I'm sorry. I'm sorry, actor dude who played Mike. But did any of you shiver when you saw Mike? No.
3: Only from how bad his toupee was oh, in the first Oh, no. That
1: was, you, no. You, that that, was that Norman. That was Norman. That was Norman. Oh, yeah. that was Norman. And, I, and by the way, actor playing Norman, I don't actually believe you had a toupee. I just... I just really don't think you had a very good hairdresser on set, is what I think. I don't think it was a toupee. Okay. Opinions differ. Opinions differ in the household.
3: (laughs) Well, what I will say, by the fact that I just confused the two of them, (laughs) that should tell ya.
1: It's a very white bread hallmark kind of shiver, if you know what I mean. We don't want to be too indelicate with the shivering. Um... But God bless, doing the best you can. So yes, Mike shows up, and Mike, wouldn't you know it bless his heart, has bought Hannah a Christmas tree. And oh while there, it turns out guess who else bought her a Christmas tree? Norman. So now after having no Christmas trees.
0: Norman the dentist. Norman the who dentist, she yes. she is also dating. She
1: is also dating. That is very and important information. And her
0: mother prefers Norman. Oh,
1: there are so many people on Team Norman. Her mother prefers Norman. Her sister prefers Norman. Oh, really? I oh, yeah. Her, her sister, sister is prefers v- Mike. No, her sister is very Team Norman.
3: But she says Mike. I thought her she... sister was Team Mike.
2: But her sister is married to a cop. Yes. Oh. So she may have feelings about, I know it's not a good idea to be married to a, pl- a law enforcement officer. Oh, but
1: you know okay. what? I was wrong i was wrong checking my notes going back checking the notes reviewing the tape it does appear that yes andrea is in fact team mike so she is team cop all the way out is she she is she is team mike all the way
0: Because she says she suggests that that hannah write out a list of of all of mike's
1: pluses and his one flaw
0: yeah and then and then same for norman and then she says and but overall, we can know that Mike bought his tree six minutes before right. Norman did.
1: And he, she actually reverses it. She's like all of oh. Mike's all of Mike's favorable things in his one flaw, and all of Norman's flaws. The one thing he has going for him, which is that his our mother likes him. So, yeah, right. She's I definitely didn't team but, Yeah. And see, this is why I take the notes. Gotta gotta have the notes. Anyway, so Mike and Hannah take the tree home. They flirt and they set up the tree again, like. Tepid dishwater flirting. Tepid dishwater flirting. I'm like, dude, get some game.
0: And (laughs) and the cake doesn't. The cat, the cake, the cat doesn't even like him. Really, (laughs) I mean, this cat is
1: hilarious. He does have a great ad lib. Who trained
0: this cat? I gotta say, like the cats in the office are like. Ready to do anything, they're super trained, they're sweet, they're comfortable on set, and they're fine. This cat constantly seems. I don't like, think it's the cat's fault.
1: No one on this show knows how to hold a cat. They're all carrying this cat like a two year old girl would, like, just under the front legs, like, holding it up in front of them. And this uh, cat is, like, uh, yeah. trying to grab onto something to, like, feel safe, which is why he does sink his claws into Mike's sweater, which is yeah. a great little moment where Mike does ad lib that the cat has done this. So I was like, good for you staying in the moment there, Mike.
3: Wait, but in the books, Mom, is the cat supposed to. Does the cat have an attitude in the books? In the books? books,
2: the cat has only one eye and is therefore named Moishi for Moishi Diane, who only had one eye.
3: Okay. Was the cat, like, pleasant in the books or was she, like. The, the cat
2: hates her mother and gets along with Mike, but loves Norman because Norman has another cat that the cat, Moishi, gets to play with.
3: Okay. Oh. Okay. See,
1: this is this is this might be important backstory. I love
0: this backstory. Yeah.
1: <laughs> anyway, so yes, they set up the tree. Mike gets a call that he has to go take care of. What was the? It wasn't a murder. It was. A he said
0: it was home. home bur- yes,
1: there were some home invasions happening. Please lock your door behind you. So he leaves, and then Hannah starts to cook a plum pudding, talking about how you have to put your special twist on it, and her special twist for the plum pudding. Oh, she also does explain that it's not plums; it's raisins, which so, we learned. Thank which you. Which we thank we'll you see. very much but she her little twist is that she makes them individual. She makes them little plum pudding cupcakes. So the next day, Hannah takes the the individual plum puddings to Courtney at the Crazy Elf Tree Lot. Courtney loves them and says, "She can't pay Hannah right now, but she will give her a check at the end of the day. Come back then." But also, she'd like to put in an order for a full-size plum pudding because she will have that for Christmas when she's going to have her family come over and meet Larry. Apparently, she's only been engaged to Larry for six months. And yes, Mother, you have something you'd like to say.
2: It's not... She is not the one who says she hadn't had time to do the check It's the man that owns the lot that says he hasn't had time to do the check. Oh,
1: you're right. Larry says he can't pay her right now, so come back at the end. Yes.
3: And the engagement story was Mm -hmm. that not that she had only been engaged for six months, but that they got engaged after after... after only knowing each other for six months and they met at her lawyer's office because she's a widow.
1: Right, she's a widow. Her husband had just died and she was at the lawyer's office finishing things up. So we may have a black widow type situation going on here.
0: Wasn't there a financial dealing that she was having to clean up at her lawyer's office?
1: Yeah, all the finances from her, from her dead husband. That was what she was That was, was what it was, okay. yes. Oh, also, Larry has a black eye. Larry has a black eye, and there was a shot from the previous day of this mysterious guy that he had to go deal with walking out of the office, like holding his hand like he had just punched somebody, and it looks like he had just punched Larry, because Larry has a black eye, which nobody talks about. People, if you're in an abusive situation, talk about it and go seek help. You can talk about it. It's okay. But they don't talk about it. So there you go. And that ends that scene. And then it's time for dinner. Norman takes Hannah to a very lovely dinner at a French restaurant when he says one line of French. He says one line of France. There, there, yes, people, he says one line of France because I be educated. And um. that's how good his French
3: was too.
1: Un petit peu. Anyway, so yes, they have a lovely dinner. He was in France. He says that Hannah should go to France. She would fit right in. The bakery's amazing. So they go, they leave the restaurant. They fi- also find out as they leave the restaurant that Norman saw his mother and apparently his mother has started dating again. Norman is in town by the way because his father has just died and he is taking over the dental practice from his father but now it looks like his mother is dating and Norman's got some feelings about that. There's definitely some feelings that are going to have to be processed with this but they decide they leave dinner early with it before getting dessert so that they can go to the crazy elf tree lot and pick up a check. So they go there. They wake up the crazy elf and get scared. They go inside the office. They find Larry. They think he's passed out on the floor with a bottle next to him because there is a bottle next to him and they think he's passed out and an envelope. We don't know what's in the envelope, but there's an envelope in his hand. And they're like, we should wake him up. So they go to wake him up and they roll him over. And guess what? He's been shot through the heart. We have a body 18 minutes in. All right, everybody go. That is the slowest go I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about the suspects. Who are our suspects? Frankly, we have the mayor. We've met the mayor. We've met Dr. Love, the radio DJ. We have Courtney, the crazy elf tree lady. We have Luann, who's the accountant. Mm-hmm. And I think those are all the characters that we got introduced to. Mm-hmm. I don't think that there are any others. And I think we can get rid of, I think we can take all the mothers off the table. And I think we can take all the boyfriends off the table because I just don't think that's how this rolls. So there you go. We've got one of four or somebody we haven't met yet. Is there anybody they've talked about? Like
3: You also have the suspicious guy.
1: The suspicious guy. Yes, yes we also s- have the suspicious, suspicious guy, guy who we don't know who it is.
2: There's the young woman who actually works in the cookie stall at the tree lot.
1: Mm. I don't know if she's a suspect. So there was a lady in a cape who met them at the entrance to the elf, crazy elf tree farm. Or... I think it was Molly or something. Molly. That I, can, I... Yeah.
2: I, I may have to recuse myself.
0: Oh, oh, no.
1: oh no. See, we, we tried to do some, like I said, you know, she falls asleep before the end of these episodes. She's like, I don't think I know this one. Sure, it's safe to watch this one. Now we find out the truth. I haven't already watched know. it
2: but I believe I've read it. Oh, okay. So they may have changed it from the book, as they do several things in the Hannah Swenson Mysteries. <laughs> oh, please, tell us what bothers <laughs> you about <laughs> these changes
3: from the book to
2: the TV. But I believe I know I know the perpetrator. Okay. So. okay.
1: And she has a sly, sly grin on her face. We may need to record this without her in the room is what may need to happen on this for a <laughs> second. because I don't know. That she's going to be able to be quiet. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah, yeah. Uh all right. Uh You're accused. Go watch some Perry Mason for a few minutes (laughs) down there.
2: (laughs) But I'm still in on the cookie bet.
0: I'm going to say the mayor's wife. I'm just going to go for it and say her because... We haven't seen her yet. And I think this show likes to not actually introduce you to all the suspects. Like, here are all the suspects, but it turns out it's somebody else.
1: Somebody else you didn't meet in this first act, yes.
0: And I'm going with
3: somebody we didn't meet in this act. Oh, okay. Right? Because I... Here's where I'm going. Uh Uh-huh. Hit me. I don't think that Courtney is a Black Widow situation. Mm -hmm. Mm
1: -hmm.
3: I think that the guy that owned the tree lot takes advantage of grieving widows.
1: Oh. oh. Sure, so yeah.
3: I'm going to say... So he's a predator. He's a predator. I'm going to say it's one of his previous victims who has tracked him down and that's why he ne- he's Im- cooking the books at the tree lot to pay off previous divorces. Oh. So I think it's mm. one of his previous marks and or a relative of a previous mark, like, say, the woman died or something. But it has to do with his predatory backstory. Somebody's coming after him.
0: I think you're right. I because like that. we were watching. Norman's mother pop up at the restaurant and then yes. leave really quickly trying to avoid Norman, and she was with a man, and that we all were like, hey, wait a minute. We didn't re- rewind, but we were like, hey, wait a minute. Isn't that the guy who hit Larry? Who punched Larry. Yeah. Who yeah. punched Larry? And so, I... Is that what your I think guess is
3: based on? I read too many mysteries. Mm. I feel like... He was preying on vulnerable women. Yeah, mm-hmm. and he's skeevy, and he's like, "Oh yeah, I'll get you that check, even though we're a cash only business." And oh no, I love your stuff, and let me manipulate my fiancee. Yeah. Definitely here. manipulating the
1: fiance there. So
3: yeah, I think it. I think it's his backstory of taking advantage of other women, and it's going to be related to that. We haven't met the person yet. Sure. Yeah.
1: I just want to point out now that I'm feeling un- unsure of my guess, and very and very jealous of that guess. That by the way, these aren't official points. This does the like these 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 are guest points. These are so if like we lose oh this doesn't go record. I'm just saying. Excuse me.
3: You know what's gonna happen. What's that? I'm gonna say, oh, we're zooming in and I'm gonna be a regular <laughs> call because if I get points,
0: I get points.
1: Well the problem with this is that one point could very easily tie our season record. So. <laughs>
0: it's a Christmas episode so maybe it's kind of like out of whatever we'll figure that out Kenny the holiday episodes are out of sequence yeah yeah yeah. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) or out of canon
1: it's out of like the British with all of their Christmas episodes which are like wait
0: what's happening the Doctor Who this is not canon the
1: clue done at Christmas episode the clue done at verse which we have meticulously created by the way wait till some of those Easter eggs pay off <laughs> oh, boy. Okay.
3: But, Jacob, you never told us what your guess yes. was. Oh, no, I, have,
1: your I, have, I haven't. I, you're right. I have not. I have not said my guess. Before we, before we started talking, my money was straight up on Courtney.
3: But Simple the log. Because, what's Sorry. that? The log line.
1: What does the log line say?
0: The log line says there are more suspects than just the widow.
3: Yeah. Or,
1: okay.
0: Oh, Oh, it says the ex-wife, quote unquote, isn't the only suspect. So we haven't met maybe the ex-wife. Oh, because what's her name isn't he married to him, so she's not the ex-wife. She's, right. She's a widow. Right. But that's who I thought they were talking about. Okay, sorry.
1: Tim. No, see, mm. so my thing, so my my trope that I always lean on in this situation is that it's always the wife, and, and it's too obvious to be Courtney. But I have so often sunk my own battleship by trying to go for the non-obvious thing. I'm just gonna, you know, it's the holidays. I'm just gonna go. I'm just gonna go for the little blue box, make it easy, and just go right for Courtney. She was upset with his double dealing, and I'm just going to say that like she, she finally realized that he was preying on people and preying on her, and somewhere in the day between I'm going to introduce him to my family and him being found with a bottle and a letter and a shot through the heart, I'm going to go that she did it. That's, okay. that's me. Mm-hmm. And I, lo- I really would have loved, and this is not Hallmark's style at all, and definitely not cozy, but I would have loved for a little more holiday theming on the murder. I would have loved to him to have his like his feet sawed off and like stuck into like a bottle of water for like a tree or to like for him <laughs> to be like lashed to a tree and like lights all around him and electrocuted. I would I would have really gone in for that, but that is definitely not oh, how Hallmark yeah, does murder.
3: Maybe I didn't see the bottle close enough. Maybe the
0: bottle was peppermint schnapps.
1: I will take it if it is peppermint. If the bottle is peppermint schnapps. I will take I it never as saw a saw the
0: bottle. I saw a gun and I saw the letter. But I never saw the bottle I know they kept saying it did My they saw it was never, on the never, other did. side of his body yeah. oh. the shell
2: casing was on this side of his body and oh. the bottle was on the other side of his oh, body okay. and he did not have a sprig of holly in his heart either
1: was he supposed to have a <laughs> 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 That would have been
3: fantastic. Ooh, could they have mistletoe above his body? So they, Norman is like, "Oh, perfect time for a kiss." And oh, then Mike comes Norman, in.
1: Norman. And then Mike
3: comes in to investigate the murder. He's like, "Oh, mistletoe! No, dead body!
1: Mistletoe! Dead body!" Favorite call and response ever. Mistletoe, dead, dead body. body. You say mistletoe, I say dead body. All right, we've got our guesses on the murderer now. We have we all weighed in on the over under for the how many occurrences yes. of giving away yes. here. We do
0: have all that. Are there right. any other props? Are there, there any we other wanna...
1: props that we're about? Do we want to talk about like who? She, okay, who does she dance with first at the Christmas ball?
3: Oh, Oh, the denouement is during the Christmas ball. She doesn't get to go.
1: She doesn't get to go. Okay. No,
3: because everybody else has to be there at the Christmas ball. That's why she's able to sneak around and be all fancy dress. And Mike has to rescue her after she gets into some sort of hijinks. Some kind of Christmas pickle. So they have the denouement after. And then it's a, oh, We'll get there just in time for it to turn into Christmas Day. And the snow falls, and it's a curtain. Amy Sherman Palladino, beautiful snow, and they go off.
1: Okay. 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 Would you like to weigh in, Mom?
2: No, I don't remember any of the
3: details like that.
2: She just
1: doesn't remember any of the details. She just knows, like, she doesn't want to... Pl- I don't remember any of the details. All I remember is who did it. Okay.
2: I think I know ones. who did it. Okay, so I'm not saying because.
1: Well, we've we've made all of our guesses. Would you like Would you like to say who you think did it, and we can see if you're right? Now, don't get me wrong. This definitely won't count.
3: <laughs> <laughs> this one, okay.
2: But you've all made your assumptions. Yeah. Doctor Love is definitely involved.
1: Oh, oh. oh. I forgot about Doctor Love. That's I, too. Uh... Oh my goodness, Doctor Love. Who's so? Oh my gosh. Well, yeah. Darn it! I should have gone with Doctor Love. Wow. All right, well. On that bombshell. on, On that bombshell, we're gonna take a break and watch the film. We'll be back with our results. All right, we're back, and guess what? Now's the time when we spoil everything, and I talk a lot. So if either of those things bother you, it's probably best just turn the thing off right now.
0: Wait, <laughs> no. we always talk about who did it.
1: That's what I'm saying, we're gonna spoil well, everything.
0: Well, this is when we say who won.
1: Right, so we can skip over that part, right? No, We can, we can, just, no. Go, we can just go no. right on and just ignore what how, happened. Have, right? have
3: you, how many winners have you had? How many
0: points?
1: I've had at least three. Uh huh. I've had at least three.
0: I think I had one.
1: You, I think you maybe had to. I don't know. See, we don't really keep track. No, I mean, we're not really such
0: <laughs> a lie. You totally keep track.
1: I do keep track. I don't know what our exact record is, but we do keep track. But yes, ladies and gentlemen, guess who? You know, beginner's luck, ah. rookie, I don't know, whatever you want to call it, but someone here who shall remain nameless. Um <coughs> uh, her name is Monica Marie <laughs> and she won. She was right. Tell us your guess again. Thank you.
3: So my guess again
1: was that the owner of the tree stand
3: was a con man. And that somebody who had been related to or directly affected by a previous
0: con was going to come back and kill him. And it wasn't somebody that we had already been introduced
1: to. Yes, it was definitely not somebody that we had been introduced to. You
0: said all of that. Yes. Very so, well done.
1: Well, ha- look at her, Monica. Mm, well done. Yeah. Yeah, the
3: little sister over here. Mm-hmm, uh-huh, mm-hmm. Uh-huh.
1: Maybe are we? Are we? Are we bad at this? Is this? Is this what we're learning here? Like we've <laughs> done a whole season and we're yes. just not so good at the guessing. Oh, yes. oh, oh! I'm I'm sorry. What was that? I just asked if we were bad at this. Not not we. <laughs> uh. Well, I was looking at Jessica when I said that, so there you go. There is, there is that. But yes, so Monica Marie was right. Not only was Monica Marie right, we're also going to spoil the prop bet for you right here. Tell us again what the point was. What was the point that we decided was for all, how many times she would give things away?
0: Well, we said uh, Origi- the over under was six. A but six. That a half was the half point. Dozen. Half but dozen. Right.
1: But originally, originally, originally we talked Monica, her down. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Say we. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> so originally, I talked her down from thirteen, yeah, baker's, baker's dozen, th- to yeah. six. That that was the point. Now I did. I guess, so Don't get me wrong. <laughs> I absolutely do these things. I did. I did all of these. Like Monica made the guesses, and I absolutely talked people down from thirteen to six. But like, I'm sorry. I like. D- just because I convinced you all, you still went along with this. This is not just me over here. Like, all right, it, right, you're right. persuasive. Thank yes, you, you are fa- are that's all I want to hear. I'm persuasive. All right, I'm wrong, so, <laughs> but to, I am
3: persuasive. Leave it to mom to stop his ego. <gasps> <Yes. laughs>
1: Fair so enough. how many was it? How many was you know what? Uh, nine, nine, I believe was the total. We'll go through, we'll go through and count them all as we uh, go through the plot. But yes, nine was a total, and I believe I had the under on that. So she I also had, got
0: you and I both had the under. Yeah, and, and so you also both, both you both had, had the win. over.
1: So you get the you get the one on that. By you the way, won. we don't count points on prop bets. It's just whether or not you guess the murderer right. So you don't actually get extra points for the prop bets. Just the pride of knowing that you that you guessed correctly. Oh,
3: oh no, the pride of having you are right oh being recorded <laughs> oh boy. by my brother. But also, Mom, it's like you and I read Cozy Mysteries? I think so. Fair huh, enough. Yeah, huh. that's true. Yeah, and I guessed wrong, so, you know.
1: It's true. Like I told you, she watches Perry Mason all day long, but somehow manages to fall asleep. <laughs> so... You forget she, the ending. She, <laughs> she just forget This is why she can keep watching Perry Mason. You forget the endings. It's a brand new show every time. No,
0: it's like yes. hiding
2: your own Easter eggs. <laughs> Yay!
0: Yes, yes. <laughs> uh, and I said, "How many ornaments does Moshe kill the cat or moishy Yeah. Kill? And it was zero. It was, it was zero. Was, there, there they was...
1: didn't bring up that Christmas tree again. And yeah. in fact, it became such a non-issue. I completely forgot
0: we even had that. Yeah, and the home invasions were a complete oh, complete
1: just side alley red herring. There has to have been more about the home invasions, more plot about the home invasions in the. Novel, I imagine. But
3: but judging by that
1: face on my mother, I'm guessing maybe not, who but knows? But
3: the home invasions were what gave us Chekhov's gun in the oh, opener. We, we didn't just oh. have Chekhov's
1: gun, we had Chekhov's gun. We had Chekhov's who she's gonna kiss. We had Chekhov's when is this distraction thing gonna come in? Oh My God, yeah. there were so many Chekhov's running around this play. It may, around this movie, it may as well have been set in Moscow.
0: Thank you. Yeah. Thank you.
1: I get like a nice, like, appreciative chuckle from Jessica, and the rest of you are all like, we're just going to ignore that.
0: I, well, I yes. was also going to say that I think maybe more than a, a red herring, it was that the, the authors were trying to get, uh, or the screenwriters were trying to give her more reason to go to the karate studio and get close with Mike. Right. The the cop who yes. decides that she is in danger and, and she she's going to... to face a gun again, maybe.
1: And she maybe, I <laughs> don't know.
0: Maybe you might face a gun again.
1: Yes, when you tell somebody that in act two, the gun will be there in act three.
0: So she's supposed to use distraction, distraction and, then turn. and turn
1: and get her into or get somebody into a wrist lock, yes. Yeah. It's yeah. all very there's a lot of pipe being laid.
0: And it worked. It did.
1: There's gonna be a whole lot of plot that I uh Go over here and we don't really need to talk about it but we do I, I am going to call out all of the, the cookie giveaways here so as you recall we left our heroine after having just discovered the body of Larry the con man uh, they call it in everybody's upset and Mike comes over and Mike is upset not only that there's a body that she has found again but that she was having dinner with Norman as I have written in my notes. Romance! Hannah goes to work the next day, and everybody wants to hear the whole story straight from her about how she found the body, what it means. They're all very upset that their little town of Eden Lake is not safe. The assistant is like, Hannah's here! And Hannah tells the assistant to give out cookies to everyone. So, there you go. Combined with our two giveaways from the intro, our count is now at three giveaways (laughs) as she's trying she's trying to like calm down the crowd. Her mother rushes in and her mother is super upset. Her mother is friends with Dr. Love, the radio DJ. And her mother's like, we have to go talk to Dr. Love right this second because Larry was Dr. Love's ex-husband and we need to make sure that she is okay. So they go to talk to Dr. Love and Dr. Love, Wouldn't you know it, she's not only on the radio, she's also a horse jumping enthusiast. They find her at a stable riding a horse with an English saddle. Yeah, she's meant to be jumping over things, but this actress, like A plus for effort actress, but the trainer came in really quickly to get that horse away from her, I guess is what I'm saying. Um, Dr. Love, however, says that Larry wasn't her ex-husband. She was still married to Larry. She couldn't find larry to serve him divorce papers but she does deny wanting to kill him she just wanted that chapter of her life closed not killed and guess who shows up then mike and no mike doesn't show up but hannah does feel guilty about talking to a suspect in a murder investigation before mike my mother is giving me a uh, did you forget the chocolate
2: look. chip pretzel cookie they gave her to save her from fainting
1: I did. Oh,
2: thanks mom. I did. Oh. Okay. So there I
1: thought there must have been a cookie in there, but yes, I friends quick, so
2: give her a cookie before she faints. Give her faints. a cookie
1: before she faints. Okay. Wait, so cookie. Who is this? this was Dr. Love. The
2: mother tells Hannah to give Dr. Love a oh, chocolate that's chip pretzel right. cookie. Okay. Yes. Before she
1: faints. So this was this was not in my notes. So we're going to we're going to do some math on very simple arithmetic on the fly in the future, but uh, yes, another cookie added in here. Great. Good to know that I still have the mom radar to know when that face is displeased with me. (laughs) Wow. Okay. So, Hannah doesn't have time really to think about how upset Mike would be because she has to take mom to her mom is taking a business class. So, she takes her mom to a business class where Hannah meets the professor, the Professor Whiting. And as soon as we meet Professor Whiting, Jessica throws up her hands and says, she did it. That's it. Game over. She did it. We know she did it. (laughs) And I got to say, it was pretty obvious that she did it. I don't know how, I don't know if it was a tone, I don't know what, it was a look on her face, but it was like, "Oh yeah, you guilty. All over you. Anyways, so she drops the mom off, she goes back to the shop. At the shop, she bakes, she considers her murder board. And Mike comes over to give her a hard time about inserting herself into a murder investigation, just like she had feared. But while he's there, what does Hannah do?
3: Gives him a cookie.
1: There you go. Hannah gives him a cookie, and that is six. Ooh. That is six now, yes. Um, Technically it was a tart. Technically it was a tart, but yes, it was, that's just anyways. So six at this point, I was fairly certain I was going to lose the bet. There was also, I also loved this. I try to call out subtitles or captions when I can. There was a great caption in this, in this section, Hannah, according to the caption huffs irately.
0: Yes, that was great.
1: uh, Huffs irately. Good job. Closed caption people. The next morning at the shop. Hannah tries to butter up Luann. Luann was the woman who was looking at the books for Courtney of the tree shop. So offers Luann a cookie to get to talk to her. Seven. And I'm dying. I'm just dying here. They're they're going through cookies like water or milk, if you would like. And I'm just I'm just I'm just, I'm just crushed. Anyways. Luann agrees to send the paperwork to Hannah so she can look at it, but insists that Hannah can't show it to anybody else, even though she's already shown it to a professor at school. And we're all like, yeah, the business professor who we all know did it. Come on. Anyways, Hannah goes to the shop to get some things. And meanwhile, as she's going to the shop, what does she see? But Norman kissing a lady. It's Hallmark. So it's a very chaste kiss. But nonetheless, Norman is kissing another lady and Hannah now has that to worry about too.
0: And we had to rewind because- We did. I was like, that was a kiss on the lips. And it was more like a kiss lip cheek.
1: Yeah, we weren't sure if it was a lip cheek, a lip forehead, but it, there was, def- it, like, it was not just a little like hug. It was definitely yeah. some kissing action happening here. So Hannah's worried about that now. But she looks at the books, and now she finds out looking at the books that Larry, the elf tree con man, uh, has two different bank accounts. When she goes to the bank to cash her check to find out more about these bank accounts, what does she do to butter up the bank teller?
0: Gives her candy. candy. Yeah. Truffles. Whatever. She
1: gives her some baked goods. Now we're at eight. We're clearly into the over. Plot-wise, yeah, 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 Larry's a con man. Later in the day, Hannah's sister come over comes over to spend the night, and we're back to romance here for a second. I just want to talk romance here for a second. Mm-hmm. Hannah's sister comes over to spend the night, and we discover, because the sister's all like, what are you doing with your two boyfriends? And Hannah's like, well, it's fine, but I haven't kissed either of them. And we're all like, girl, come on, what are you doing? But now we have this is where we have Chekhov's kiss. You know that there's gonna be a kiss before the show is over. So Chekhov's kiss is loaded and on the mantle. Mike, the next day, Mike takes Hannah to a dojo to teach her how to defend herself. And now we have Chekhov's. This is how you disarm someone. So now theres I'm losing track of how many Chekhov's there are. We're going to need an over-under for how many <coughs> setups this script is going to have to have. And even though, while they're like wrestling around and tussling and he's like pulling her clothes and they're getting into a clinch.
3: And romance.
1: Romance. Yes. But they still don't kiss. Still no kissing. And the plot moves on. Hannah tracks down some more leads at the tree shop where she offers a free cookie, nine, and learns that Dr. Love, even though she said she would never come to the lot, went to the lot all the time. So now Dr. Love is a huge suspect. She also learns that the guy who punched Larry, remember him? Anyways, the guy who punched Larry was a florist. The florist introduced Larry to a tree farm um, and Larry didn't pay the tree farm. So the florist was like, I'm going to show you what's what. But he alibis out as a suspect when Hannah realizes that he's also the guy that's dating Norman's mom that we saw back from the beginning of the show. So plot, plot, plot. Hannah goes back to her shop and Dr. Love is there, distraught over what's going to happen because she now knows that she is murder suspect number one. And Hannah's like, okay, fine. I believe that it wasn't you, but you're going to have to call the police and turn yourself in. Don't worry. Mike's really smart. He'll figure it out. And what she really means is, I'm going to figure this out. But she does I think she does believe that Mike will figure it out too. Like I think she does respect Mike as a detective, right?
2: When she's not looking goo goo-eyed at him.
1: <laughs> well maybe that's why <laughs> she looks goo goo eyes at him. So yes. As she's as Dr. Love is turning herself in though, guess who comes into the shop? Professor Whiting. And Professor Whiting is full of fake concern. Oh no. I hope she's okay. Yeah, we know you did it. Don't uh, whatever. Hannah and Norman after this, Hannah and Norman, even though Hannah is very distraught, Hannah and Norman go to lunch where they wear like formal evening wear. Norman is a dentist in the holiday season wearing a three-piece suit to lunch and Hannah is somehow dressed in this. It's not light blue, but it's kind of like a cobalt blue dress. Anyways, it's very lovely. And guess what? Hannah learns that it wasn't anybody's, I mean, it was somebody special. Anyways, Norman gets her earrings For Christmas and she's very happy with them they're beautiful and learns that it was his cousin that he was kissing so definitely not a romantic kiss because Hallmark doesn't doesn't do that anyways yes it was just his cousin he was giving her a thank-you kiss for finding the earrings for Hannah and she's so overcome with the beauty of the earrings that guess what they kiss so there's kiss number one people but you know she's got to kiss both the boys before this is over so Anyways, later on, thanks to some random friend we have never heard from before or seen, this like random friend walks in and is just like, oh yeah, I've got security cameras at my house, which just so happens to be across from the Christmas tree farm. So now we have security footage of the tree farm at night. And Hannah's like, can you give that to me? Great. But she does learn that, so through the security footage, she learns that it was a different car. It was not Dr. Love's car that was parked in front of the Christmas tree farm before the killing. So now she has to take this information to the police department. And if she's gonna have to apologize to Mike for still interfering in the investigation and going to the police department, what does she have to bring to the police department?
3: Cookies! Yay!
1: Yeah, yeah, that's 10. So she takes it to the police department. There's no time to gloat, though, because Mike says Mike says he'll look it up, but there's no time to gloat. A, they don't have the equipment there, they have to send it off to Minneapolis to get analyzed. But B, it's time for the Christmas benefit. Yes, the Christmas Eve Christmas benefit, where hundreds of people can come together to have a basket a picnic basket auction. Oh, I'm sorry. That's Oklahoma. There's not a Christmas basket auction <laughs> on this. There is just a year's worth of desserts from Hannah that is the people she will be auctioning off. And wouldn't you know it, Mike and Norman get into a bidding war over this until she steps in and is like, boys, boys, I will give my desserts to both of you for the year. And everyone's very happy with this solution.
0: She doesn't oh. say that. She doesn't. She doesn't she say that at all. She comes up with a solution. She's super embarrassed. She by is super this embarrassed. She's embarrassed by all the attention. Public yes. display of affection, basically. And she says, if both gentlemen will give $250 to the charity, then I will bake them both cookies for the next 12 months. So. Which she would have given them to them for free. But it's a good cause.
1: It's a good cause. Anyways, Mike is over the moon about this. He's like, we have to talk. We have to talk. He pulls her into the hallway They're going to kiss. And then he gets the news about Minneapolis and he gets pulled away. He runs off. She goes back in and she learns, thanks to a holiday song called Bianca Natale or something like that.
2: White Christmas.
1: White Christmas. In Italian, Bianca, Bianco. Bianco or Blanco, I forget. Anyways, anyways, it means white. So now she's like, wait a minute. There was a company called Blanco Media. And Miss Whiting, she puts it all together. She's like, this is the person who did it. She goes outside to look at the, to find the car. And while she's doing that, Professor Whiting has seen her go out there, followed her out there, and is now pointing a gun at her. But guess what? The crazy elf on a shelf distracts her first. They run away. There's a chase. And in the chase, Hannah manages to call Mike's cell phone. And as she does that, she manages to get Professor Whiting to totally do her evil villain of evil monologue, Confess to everything on the phone. The backup police are coming. They're all coming there to rescue Hannah as she does. That's when Hannah pulls out the distraction. She distracts Professor Whiting. She wrestles the gun away from her. The police shows up. Everyone is safe. Mike is so overjoyed that she's okay. That's when they kiss. So there's kissing and murder solving. And that's pretty much where we're going to end it. There you go. Monica Marie got it right. And I will be eating crow about this for many Christmases to come.
3: You are correct, sir.
1: <laughs> where else, do you remember where else this deviated from the book or other things that they like got wrong from the book? Or what else did you notice about this that may have like just been something weird or off?
2: You know me. I watch it and I forget about it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, you kept talking about the van. She drives a very lovely van around in this in town. In the
2: book, she has a lousy truck that has no heater. She wears a very heavy coat that her mother hates. She wears fur-lined mucklock boots, and I forget what kind of hat she wears, but it's a lousy truck that everybody's telling her needs fixed. Not a beautiful van that says cookies on the license plate. With an automatic closing door.
1: (laughs) I love the fact that you notice that there's an automatic closing door on it.
2: Because it was my van.
1: (laughs) (laughs) All right, so Jessica, Tell us all about the IMDb's.
0: Well, there are a lot of fun people in this show, but I, I did want to give some attention to Allison Sweeney, who stars as Hannah. Mm-hmm. And she was on Days of Our Lives, was in fact nominated for an outstanding lead actress in the drama, mm-hmm. which is for mm-hmm. Days of Our Lives. Yeah. For her work on that show. What
1: was her name again? I'm sorry.
0: Alison Sweeney.
1: I just wanted Alison. Good job, Alison. Way to go.
0: Yeah. <coughs> and she has done a bunch of, as you would think... Uh, Christmas kind of stuff. She's done Open by Christmas, The Chronicle oh my. Mysteries, The Good Morning Christmas, Time for You to Come Home for Christmas, Christmas at Holly Lodge, <laughs> as well as the Murder She Baked movies. Right. And she is she also has been on Friends. She played Jessica Ashley. Jessica in Ashley one and Friends. Do you know okay, know who sure. That is?
1: Somebody's probably somebody's like date for that episode. That was or something. in
0: two thousand one, so she was. Um, oh, that's
1: late seasons there, yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah she's kind of young. She also was in a, the Magical World of Disney. She played a schoolgirl. She was in St. Elsewhere in nineteen eighty five.
1: So she has been working since she was she a was, child. Yeah,
0: yeah, she was in Simon and Simon.
1: Wow. Okay. you watched
0: that, right? Simon and
1: Simon, the '80s detective show with the two brothers. One was dark hair and had a beard. Went on to star a Major Dad, and the other one was blonde. And I don't know that he did anything I else. Don't remember. You it. don't remember Simon and Simon?
0: No. See, I read these things. I <laughs> don't <laughs> <laughs> yeah, know.
3: Okay.
1: I Just if it's Perry Mason, though. There you go. All right. Yeah,
0: and there's a funny thing about her. I guess her um, siblings are also in the industry. And she says, growing up, the Sweeney siblings, Ryan, Allison, and Sten, had a system for keeping each other in line, which I thought I should read, siblings. Hmm. Mm -hmm. The elder siblings would tell the younger one that he, she, the younger sibling, had been left at the Sweeney home by gangsters, and that if the younger sibling (laughs) didn't behave, the elder siblings would take him or her back to prison. And it worked. (laughs) All right. Did you ever yeah. do stuff like
1: that? So there was something? one time. Well, there was one time I won't say who managed to convince Corey, uh, our older sister, that we were going to leave her at the end of a pier for the gypsies.
2: Oh, that was a that was a continuing story for Dad. Yeah, he even picked up the phone once and <gasps> dialed it to call the gypsies to take her away. So
1: there you go. So uh, I wasn't gonna name names, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So there was that with her, but I don't I don't know, like I don't think I don't think there was anything that we enforced within each other.
0: She also was on Tales of the Dark Side and gets recognized a lot for that. Oh uh, that was in 1986, 1988? 1986. So she was pretty young. Does it say how old she is now? She is 45. Wow. Does it say who the mother was? The mother is played by Barbara Niven. So she studied acting with Milton. Castellus at the Beverly Hills Playhouse. She built her own website where she occasionally communicates with fans.
1: Ooh, she knows HTML. She
0: has dual USA and Canadian citizenship. And she speaks at seminars about her personal struggle to overcome an eating disorder and was an exceptional student in the third grade. She did (laughs) so much. Oh my God. Oh my God. I know. I'm sorry. Anything that an IMDb says, you were an exceptional
1: student in third grade.
0: She was an exceptional student in the third grade. She did so much extra credit homework that she began suffering from migraines. And after a meeting with her parents, teacher, and principal, she was barred from doing any homework for the rest of the year.
1: Oh, now come on!
0: Wait, migraines get you out of homework?
1: I, that is oh. that was not true. That is well, good for you. What was her name?
3: No, that's how Barbara. good. Barbara.
1: Good job, Barbara. Well done.
3: Good job, Barbara. That's the that's how you know acting was for you. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> oh. Oh, I've done so much homework, but it has given me such a headache. Oh my gosh, I couldn't possibly do any more homework. I have such a headache. Well, it looks like we shouldn't give this clearly great student any more homework. How in the annals of history? When has it worked once for you, Barbara? It Good job. It never
2: worked for your sister. It never worked for anybody but Barbara. Yeah, uh, she yeah. had the migraines. Yeah.
0: Uh-huh, uh-huh. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Thanks, Barbara. You ruined it for the rest <laughs> you, of us. You wrecked right. cur. that <laughs> right. curve. She did a, a film called Hamlet's Ghost in 2015 and a bunch of other films. She has been working uh, since at least 1990. And she's working right now on some Christmas films, The Christmas Contest. She also did a show called Chesapeake Shores. Which had 45 episodes. So she, yeah, she's had a fun career. So I would say that the Cameron Matheson looks a little like the guy, the detective in Haven.
1: Which one is Cameron? Which one is Cameron? Michael. Mike. He's Mike. Okay. The detective. Yeah, he kind of does look like the guy from Haven.
0: He is uh, currently in a TV show called Manopause. But <laughs> okay. May or may not come out. He's done uh, General Hospital. 54 which is a film in 1998
1: so I'm just gonna jump in here for a second while we're talking about Mike I have to find out are we team Norman or team Mike team Norman or team Mike Team Mike team Mike Team Norman Team Norman really? okay really so t- so tell us why you're tell us why you're team Norman having read the other book <laughs> He
2: does so much more with Hannah. They design a house together and win a contest for having designed this house. Uh He builds the house in order to share it with Hannah. He does all these things to help her with her investigations. And he has a pet cat that he brings over to keep her cat company. Oh. He's devoted.
1: Oh.
0: All right. Okay. 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 I got to say, I was team Mike. I am team Mike.
1: Uh, Yeah. Uh All right. Yeah. I have to say, I am I am Team Mike as well, and the, I, having read none of the books, I have to say, the on, not the only reason I'm Team Mike, but one of the main reasons I'm Team Mike is because Team Norman doesn't know how to part their hair. He's got <laughs> such goober hair in all the episodes we've seen. Like, this one, at least he had a part, a decent part. But literally, like, in the last episode, it looked like someone had, like, drawn, like, V's up and down his part line. Not even like in a, hey, stylish kind of way. Like just someone literally didn't know how to brush his hair. Spoiler alert. Yes. In the other books, Mike
2: is not necessarily the most faithful person.
1: Oh. Okay.
0: So I wanted to talk about the creator, Joanne Fluke.
1: Mm-hmm. now was, she's the creator of the, books the books. book series books, thank yeah. you
0: there are 30 like you said of the at least well sorry on wikipedia there are 30 <sighs> of these um books and then she's written under a bunch of other names and a bunch of other different series and she started writing books as a, a young adult author like horror mysteries but she actually has had like a ton of different jobs she is from minnesota and And she moved out to California and went to Cal State uh, San Bernardino and graduated in psychology in 1973. Wow. And she has been a public school teacher, a psychologist, a musician, a private detective's assistant, a corporate legal and pharmaceutical secretary, a short order cook, a florist assistant, a caterer, a party planner, a computer consultant on a now-defunct operating system, a production (laughs) assistant on a TV quiz show, and half of a screenwriting team with her husband, and a mother, wife, and homemaker. She is married to television writer Rule Fleischman, or Fishman, sorry, Fishman, F. Noel, Fishman, and that's actually her last name, her official last name, her married last name, but she goes by Fluke.
1: Yeah, she so has why a not? pen yep. name.
0: And, and they live in Southern California. And she's been, she started writing the young adult novels, like I said, in the 1980s under the name Joe Gibson. And she has written Regency Romance, Ooh. which had all kinds of your typical names, including the one which I loved, which is A Townhouse Protessa. <laughs> And they're <laughs> all kind of like that. <laughs> it's not quite like meat for Melissa, but... Like oh. it's, it's, but yeah, oh it's like townhouse for Tessa. And she began writing her cozy mystery series, The Hannah Swenson's Amateur Sleuth and Baker, in 2000. The idea for the series came out of Fluke's desire to create a cookbook, and it was her editor's suggestion that she write a cozy mystery series, and she decided to combine the two putting recipes in her cozy mysteries. But I wanted to talk about Nancy Silvers, who's one of the producers, and she has a sister named Tracy Silvers, and they she also spells her name with an E Y, which I thought was funny. But Nancy Silvers is the daughter of Phil Silvers, who is oh. the very famous comedian who we were unfortunately we found out yesterday about Stephen Sondheim's passing, and Phil Silvers was one of the original stars in a funny thing happened on the way to the forum. Oh! Wow. And he unfortunately had a, like, some sort of a medical episode, like a heart attack or something when he was in the show, or he had a stroke, I guess, while he was in the show, and it left him slurring his words, which was upsetting, and it kind of derailed a lot of his career, although it kind of gave him a little bit of a character edge. He was also, he had an alter ego character um, who was a get, compulsive gambler, and that was actually him. He was a compulsive gambler <laughs> and was known to go to Reno and to Lake Tahoe and gamble his last uh, dollar. And he was also a kind chronic of depressive. He had five daughters, I think, and two two different wives and and Nancy Silvers is a accomplished producer and she produced this. She wrote this episode. Mm. She also has worked on A Country Wedding, I Do, I Do, I Do, The Nine Lives of Christmas, Cedar Cove. So she's pretty in with the Hallmark right. stuff. So yeah, she's had a, f- uh, a fun life in LA as uh, you know, the daughter of a, a famous person and very and accomplished in, in right, doing yeah. the business.
2: Does it list in Phil Silver's biography that he had a TV show in the 50s? Yes, and the and Bill Silver called, show. But it was called Sergeant Bilko.
0: Oh! Oh, he was was Sergeant Bilko. Oh, yeah, so super well-known. Yeah. So
2: it was kind of like the, pre, the precursor to McHale's Navy. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Where there was a sly guy who was always, always able to make deals and get the other parts, the other people in the army, deals that other people can get, Sergeant Bilko was a little more under the table.
0: Oh, okay.
2: Yeah. I'm going to say something that's not really politically correct, maybe, the way it's gonna come out, but Hallmark has a limited stable of male actors. Oh. Mm. Yeah, Why you see the same ones over and over again. It's like, you just married this other woman last week. Why are you fooling around with this one this week? Yes, they don't have very many men.
0: We want more men.
1: <laughs> <laughs> the women <Hallelujah>. have spoken.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I will say this, you didn't talk about it, but the actress who played Andrea, the sister, like everyone has a kind of like, She's the only one in this who had a little bit, like, she's allowed to have a little bit of an edge.
0: Oh, I love her, yeah.
1: Everyone else is just kind of like, everyone's very nice and sweet and soft, and she is allowed to have a little bit of an edge and a little bit of snark to her, and I dig that.
3: Well, and Mom said that in the books it was repeated that the mother character was, like, did really care about her appearance, did look very young. Yeah, yeah. So that wasn't just Hollywood casting two women of the same age to be mother and daughter. Yeah,
2: Yes, but in the book, Hannah has bright red, curly, unruly hair that she can't do anything with, and she's overweight. So, Alison Sweeney and Hannah Swenson? Uh, I don't know. Yeah.
0: I wanted to add this about the sister it's the actress's name is lisa Durant. Yes. d-u-r-u-p-t durupt sorry sure, durupt hey. so she is originally from winnipeg canada or from Winni- winnipeg manitoba and she was a talented ice hockey player growing up what and she had <sighs> a how did she keep all of her teeth
1: maybe she didn't keep all of her teeth what's her name
0: Lisa. Lisa, if Dirt. you have
1: implants or anything else, please let us know. We want to know. <laughs> we like, want to know your pic- Send us a picture. Yes. we <laughs> What
2: was the brand of the mouth guard? You did? Yes. yes.
0: Yeah, it worked. She got a, a scholarship to an American university until surgery postponed her arrival and on a whim she decided to register at the University of, university of Winnipeg and after attending a local performance of a chorus line with her theater class, she traded sports for the arts. And went on to study theater there you go and she her natural athleticism gave her a natural entry into the film industry as a dancer and stunt performer and her early appearances in films include shall we dance the lazarus project and many others
1: stunt
0: Yeah, I Good want to job. see more
3: of her. Let's yeah, get yeah.
1: her let's get her on like the celebrity edition of like what's like celebrity edition of like American Ninja Warrior or something yes. like that. Well, I, yes. I
2: can just see an Ice Capades version of Hamlet. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> all right. So I think that's all we got. Thank you for joining us for this very special holiday episode. I hope you have somebody who if, if you want to kiss one boy, if you want to kiss two boys, if you want to go out and get 11 different types of candies and cookies, I say do it. That's what I say. Go out and How enjoy the plum pudding. can go puddings. wrong. Right? <laughs> enjoy the plum pudding. I'm Jacob.
0: I'm Jessica. I'm mom. <laughs> I'm Monica Marie. <laughs> Thanks
1: so much. We'll see you soon with season two. Happy New Year. Happy New Year.
0: Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening. We really appreciate it.
1: And now we want to hear from you.
0: Tell us your guesses, your scores,
1: your insider info, your favorite logic cop catches,
0: and your suggestions for what shows we should watch next. Follow us and join the fun on
1: Twitter at Dunnit Or on
0: Instagram and Facebook at Dunnit Podcast.
1: Rate us and review us on Apple Podcasts to help get the word out.
0: Because watching TV is always Always better better with with friends.
2: And so the principal came to the classroom, and she started giving us this spiel about, you know, if you don't know how to behave, and you can't do everything right, and everything. And I just sat there, and she stormed down the, the aisle, about four people before me, and she ripped off my glasses, and she just whacked me.
1: What? Yeah. I love that dirty looks are considered troublemaking yeah. in and 1950s America.
3: <laughs> At a Catholic school. <laughs> At a Catholic
1: in school, you roll your America. eyes. Wrong. Boom. Done. So no. No, I was never a teacher's pet. Ah. <gasps> uh.